back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guest and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get into it, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Anthony Gant with At Ease. Welcome, Anthony. Hey, thank you, Lee, um, for having me on your show. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about At Ease. How are you serving folks? Well, that's a great question. The way we're serving folks are bringing them uh, transparency, safety, and compliance in the vacation rental space. Uh, what I mean by that is you have government travelers who are looking for the typical B&B style property whenever they're traveling for work and have it, whatever situations it may be, the regulations don't allow them to use the sites that offer B&Bs. So we are providing that solution to them. So what was the genesis of the idea? How did you um, kind of figure out this was a problem that was Im- important enough to be solved? I lost $1,200 uh, myself. Um, how that happened, I served in the Marine Corps for 22 years, recently retired this past March. And back in 2018, I used one of those sites to get a home off of uh, uh, for temporary use and wasn't reimbursed. And it kind of took me down a rabbit hole to find why can't I do this? How do I get my money back and build the solution? Now, is it a situation where they don't want to reimburse, you know, Airbnbs and those kind of things? Or is it something that it's just there's a lot of paperwork and regulations to figure out how to exactly do it in a way that's easy? It's a combination of all of that, um, the regulations, the paperwork and the reimbursement um, because they don't go through the paperwork process to get their properties uh, certified. So, we are here to make it extremely easy for those individuals that have those properties and want to list them and kind of open it to an untapped niche of travelers um, so that they can capture this opportunity. And then the military folks and the government travelers can stay wherever they want, regardless of the situation. And this is a situation that happens quite a bit, right? Like military people change bases. They're always kind of on the move. So this is something that happens a lot. And to open it up to other resources than, I guess, the traditional places they stayed, it helps both sides of the equation here, right? Absolutely. And it's not just your military. It's those uh, government contractors who are traveling under a specific contract. So think your big guys, Bowen, Lockheed, um, North Grumman, then think about the other departments, state, uh, treasury, and so on and so on. And then if you come down to the state level and the local municipalities, they have similar travel uh, restrictions. So we're trying to open this, open this up to all government public servants. So now um, having a military background, and was this your first startup or were you involved in startups before? So... It depends on what we call a startup because I've I've done a couple of little um, things here that generated side revenue. I guess they call them a side hustle. But in terms of forming an actual company to go into actual business, this is the first of many. So um, what has the experience been like for you? It's been exciting, really. Um, a lot of up and downs, uncertainty, the unknown of the unknown. And for me, a combat veteran, 
Um, the uncertainty of entrepreneurship is the closest I've been able to experience since being deployed overseas and in, in, in some really tough situations. So having that familiarity with like keeping calm has been cool, but just to see how things aren't that different, regardless of what you're doing or where you are in, in the world. And what about the kind of starting something from nothing? Um, you know, you don't have a manual, a playbook. Uh, you're kind of going with your gut. You're going with maybe some advisors. Has that been a challenge? Uh, yes, it has. Because like you said, you're starting from nothing. Um, so you don't know if the, the stuff you mix together is going to come out and be the spectacular cake or it's going to be something that everybody throws away. Um, so far, we've been lucky when people dip their hand in the batter that we're making. They've been saying, mm, this tastes good. Keep on going. Um, but it is a very interesting experience. Now, when did you start getting clues and, you know, that the batter was going to taste good, that you were onto something? Did you have some early wins or did you like had, what kind of feedback did you get that was saying that you were on the right track? 2020, uh, we launched and then everybody was kind of like, hey, you can't stay here. Hotels were closed down because of the situation of 2020. And for us, we were fortunate. I was fortunate to still be active duty and was telling a couple of my buddies about at ease and they were telling their buddies and folks were moving from the East Coast to the West Coast and said, hey, Anthony, do you have any properties in California near base X, Y and Z? Um, I said, actually, we do. They used it. They stayed in it. They got reimbursed. And I was like, oh, man, this is a business. So those were the kind of the, the beta testers for you. <laughs> Yeah, they would have been tested, but at the same token, they thought we were a, a long established company. So it, kind of, it was funny, like, why haven't I heard of Addies? I'm like, because it just started. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it looked the part. I mean, you you pulled it off. Congratulations, that's hard to do. Thank you. Thank you. Now, uh, this is a two sided marketplace, though, right? You have to get people to rent, but you also need places to rent. That's correct. That is correct. The so way we do that. Yeah, how do you do that? We focused on uh, the inventory. Um, it's almost like the yellow pages, and it's a good thing that I'm in over my 40s, so I remember what that is. Um, it, it's no purpose of using the yellow pages or the white pages if there aren't companies in them for you to dial up and call. So I took that thought process, and it's like, hey, let's build the inventory so when people come to it, they can have a place to choose from. Um, we did it through conferences. We did it through both virtually and in person, and then just going on different podcasts that center around the vacation rental, corporate housing, and alternative uh, accommodation spaces. So you were going there to um, kind of build up your invent inventory, right? That's correct. And once we got the inventory to a happy place, I started nudging my fellow service members that were still in uniform and some of the veterans who recently got out or re retired and was like, hey, I need you guys to start spreading the word and like your, your networks via Facebook, Instagram, and the other channels that we use as veterans until i got to like a happy place and we're still doing that today now the folks that have the homes that these people are renting is it um are they putting it on a variety of sites you know like kind of the bigger players or is this something that they just kind of lock in with you because of the mission and, and what they're trying you know like there's a bigger why associated uh, a lot of times with the people that are renting from you know through at ease <laughs> The ones we have are putting their their properties on multiple sites. Uh, we decided to focus on the professional manager um, who may have 10, 50, a couple hundred properties that they manage for others. 
And that allowed us to kind of do some really cool stuff where we were able to integrate with their property management systems, which are the brains of their operations, which kind of makes it easier for us to kind of bring in the inventory, bring in the photos and kind of sync up the calendars to prevent double bookings. But to your point, Lee, we've had some people say, I just want to uh, market to the military. And I was like, all right, but I don't want you to blame me <laughs> when your area is not like as productive as you thought it would be. So uh, we're still learning a lot and having a lot of fun as we go on and do this. Now, what is, can you explain kind of the benefits for a person with a property to, you know, throw it into the at ease mix? Like, is there, you're, you're getting, I guess, a higher quality person that's renting that's more reliable? Um, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Better person, higher quality of renter. They're, uh, they're not going to kind of go back and say, hey, I need you to refund me. Um, that happens a lot on other channels. Uh, in addition to that, if we look at it from a business standpoint, the B&B solutions right now cater to your traveler um, who is coming for a leisure purpose. Well, if you are worried about the recession or another outbreak like what we're talking about today, monkeypox, that kind of concerns you as an operator in the space. What we're saying is, hey, during the pandemic, we saw an increase of military activity. We saw an increase of federal employees looking for places to travel and stay during all of that time frame. And we just need more inventory. So it kind of allows you to start saying, okay, I don't have to be dependent on leisure travel. Now I can get this government travel or corporate travel, whatever you want to call it, and kind of hold me over between that period or through my off-seat periods where I can continue to generate revenue all year long versus just during the summer if I'm a beach house or during the winter when I'm up in the middle of nowhere because we have a lot of bases in the middle of nowhere. Now, is there? Um, do I have to discount this, or is this something that I'm going to be getting market rates for? We ask them to discount it. Um, you know, we say freedom isn't free, but it is. Um, so we say if you are compelled to give a discount, please do so. It makes it easier for us to market that property to the, the traveler. If they don't and they put it at market rate, we say, okay, cool. Um, because we know that there are different pay grades within the, the government um, rank structures. So folks may look at this as an offset opportunity. What I mean by that, Lee, is if your property is 125 a night, the government's only giving you 100. Some folks are not concerned about coming out of pocket for $25 a night to kind of stay downtown somewhere that makes sense for them. So uh, they do both right now. And then when you get on the site, uh, do you kind of educate them saying, Hey, these are the, the, if you hit this number, you're, you know, that, that what you just said is the ramification of that. But if you stay under this number or you're at that number, that's going to be easy for them to get reimbursed. So then it'll be an easier decision. We absolutely do. Um, everything that we've been doing for the last few years has been around educating the space. Um, to tell them how they can maximize the opportunity to get more government travelers in their properties. So now that, uh, you know, as you're solving the inventory problem, uh, just what about the uh, evangelizing the offering problem uh, to the folks that have been typically, I guess they use hotels. Is that their normal play when they, that is correct. They use hotels. So the evangelistic, like uh, getting those started and kind of getting ambassadors and champions has been relatively easier for us than the properties uh, because we're talking to people who have gone through the same issues that I have. 
So it resonates with them. So if you look at what USAA did in the insurance space, where it's like, hey, we understand the problems that you're having when you move from base to base with insurance. And then now today, they're they're this huge business that not only offers insurance for its members, but also banking services. So we look at that model and say, if we speak the language that we know to the people we know, it'll generate more activity. And it has, it's just, we've been telling people to hold on wait a minute, let us get more inventory in the spaces you're asking for so that we can ramp things up. So the users has been a lot easier than the providers. Now, uh, when you were building the team, are you a technologist or did you have to find a technologist? Because this seems like, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a tricky technology problem. I'm fortunate to have an electrical engineering degree from the Florida A&M University in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, um, where I studied a few classes in computer engineering and initially, I took my own experience and, and limited knowledge to build the first application. And then once it got beyond my comfort zone, I started outsourcing it until we got to a position where I could start hiring people internally to kind of take it to the next level. Now, um, so how are you doing from that standpoint of building the team? Uh, we're doing great. There are channels that exist and that kind of give me the opportunity to talk to veterans who are developers, military spouses, uh, folks who were military dependent. So kids that grew up in the military that have a strong background in um, software engineering, as well as marketing and sales and all these different things. So we've been fortunate to go into those spaces, say, hey, this is what we're doing. We're hiring um, who's interested in coming to join our team. And uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, engagement from that. Now, um, how did you hear about Startup Showdown and Panoramic? <laughs> um, there was an article that came out early 2021 that talked about the companies in Atlanta that raised millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and Panoramic was one of them. Um, so I looked at the the folks on the Panoramic team, and one of the guys that is on my team that I hired, he went to Morehouse, which is a school in Atlanta, and I was like, hey do you know this guy um, that went to Morehouse? He was like, yeah, that's my classmate. I definitely know him. And I was like, all right, I want to get in touch with Paul Judge. So we tried to figure that out. Um, so using my military abilities to kind of find people, I found his address and wrote a letter to his house. I was like, hey, Paul, I want to talk to you. Um, he still hasn't answered my letter, but that's how I found out about Panoramic. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> he's kind of a I busy just, guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little busy. Um, but I was like, hey, answer my mail, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you went through the startup showdown. What, what are some of the things you got out of it? Did you enjoy the process? I enjoyed the process. Um, got to talk with Paul um, and ask the questions that I was asking inside of my uh, letter, uh, which was really beneficial and really helpful. And then during the actual event, um, so many people came from that opportunity um, that were like, hey, we saw you doing this uh, pitch competition. We want to learn more about the company. We want to talk to you uh, from an investor standpoint, also to potential customers and users and partnerships. Good stuff. That's uh, you can't ask for more. Exactly. So it was a win regardless of the situation. As long as I was participating, in it. it was it was almost like Shark Tank. Now, uh, now, um, any advice for maybe other people coming out of the military if they want to pursue a startup? Uh, you know, it's not for everybody, but it is for somebody. Uh, any advice you could share that would help uh, ease their road? 
Yeah. Uh, don't stray away from the veteran community. I know a lot of vets, they get out and they kind of try to go find themselves. Um, but what's been beneficial to me is I leaned in heavily on other vets, especially with what I'm doing. Um, and there are a lot of, lot of, uh, experienced and well-educated service members and spouses who are now like just doing the civilian world and can help, um, people who have gone to some of the top schools in the country that I've been able to lean on and kind of share a war story with them to where they are coming in and giving me some pro bono support, um, so I say do it. And then if we just look at from World War II to today, uh, when folks came out of the military in World War II, they were more inclined to start businesses, almost around 50 percent of all service members. But today that's under 5 percent. So we got to get back to those service members starting businesses in their local community, because what they bring to the table is unencouraging and, and integrity, commitment and then uh, ferocity to continue to work and persevere through the hardships of starting a business. And that's what I don't think most veterans realize is like you got the grit now go do it yeah that that's shocking to me that it was 50 percent and now it's five percent yeah it's crazy that i mean what what do you make of that are they are they just getting regular jobs i mean that that's uh, when you look at it you got the big players in the space that get government contracts that want to keep those government contracts so when service members are getting out they're like, I got a person who already has a security clearance or a top secret clearance or some kind of clearance that I can just hire into my program to continue to work on the same airplane, the same tank or whatever it may be that they used as an actual member. And I'll just offer them a little bit more or a lot more than what they made in the military. So it's a real easy transition. I was even tempted myself was like, do I go and work for one of the big, you know, companies that have these billion dollar government contracts and just live the easy life or do i actually get out here and start something new well you chose grinding so congratulations on that that is definitely the harder harder path and um best of luck thank you lee now if somebody wants to learn more whether they have the inventory or they they need a place to stay is the website active and live it's active and live uh the url is pcs at ease.com um, PCS stands for permanent change of station, which is specific to government travelers, but Papa Charlie Sierra at ease, Alpha Tango, Echo Alpha Sierra Echo. That's the military immediately. Well, Anthony, congratulations on the momentum and the success thus far. Uh, you're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate this time and, uh, thanks for letting me talk to your audience. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us and don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now.